0: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: Oi. The boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And f- thank you for listening. Oh,
0: let's go! Booty, booty,
1: it's time to get this
0: party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, you know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go, Footy, footy, it's time to get this party started. It's the footy, footy, it's time to get this party started. With Johnny, Jimmy, Craig, and Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about footy, footy. It's time to get this party started
2: tonight.
0: You're listening to this just in on Footy Prime. Your almost daily Footy Fix. Welcome everybody. This is Footy Prime. James Sharman is on an island somewhere on a beach. Amy Walsh is licking her <laughs> wounds from doing the radio for the CF Montreal. Jeff Cole is in Buffalo eating wings. So you've got Jimmy Brennan, Craig Forrest, and Dan Wong here. So welcome to Footy Prime, everybody. How's it going? Are you doing, Wonger? <laughs> I'm doing good. I do. I was wait, waiting for you to say something. Your internet's working better all of a sudden. This is great. So we're going to start well, our show off with uh with uh welcome to um daylight savings time. It's a whole new spring, so we've got that going for us. Um but w- we're not going to talk we're not going to talk about Canadian soccer labor issues, which is so exciting to me. I think I think it, uh, unfortunately, you know, we made the point on Friday that you have to make sure that people don't get fatigued by the subject. And it's, yeah. uh, it's you know, from eight months ago, it's been fatiguing from the, when the men started boycotting. So, uh, unfortunately, I think what's going on right now is is there's some fatigue and uh, it'll have to clear itself up, that fatigue, so people can get involved again because i think that's uh you know we've we've talked a lot about it and i think we're fatigued about it. Yeah. Um yeah. And but one of the people who, oh go ahead jimmy.
1: No i was just going to say i think it's it's important for everybody to realize as well that you know on, on this on this show you know we we're a great bunch of friends. Mm. We're like brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. We're, we're people that have known each other a long time and you know when we have our little discussions and our debates it's not about you know, going after each other, it's it's like a group of people and friends sitting at a dinner table or sitting in a in a pub having a pint. Yeah. Right. We test each other. We question each other. We have our opinions, um, but it's not about it, it's not an interview. No, it's not an interview. This is no. just sitting around a table and having a chat.
0: Unless we call it Footy Prime Interview and yeah. have someone on, <laughs> and have someone on, <laughs> and then it's interview. Right? Um, and we all value
1: each other. We all respect each other.
0: Yeah, At the end of absolutely. the day, we all
1: want the same thing. We want this. Uh, we want our our national teams to be successful. We want our domestic leagues to grow. We all love this game. Yep. Um, And it's just just us all having a chat. That's what it that's what it's all about. And that's why we love this show.
0: Now, ironically enough, I am going to coincidentally enough, I am going to start the show talking about John David and his hat trick for Lil and what what he's doing right now, because he's in in all the major leagues. He's sitting second to Erlen Holland in scoring. He's ahead of Mbappe and uh great to see a canadian out there obviously there's some guys and women who are doing great but the ones right now that are standing out like john david is standing out uh, you know on his head uh, kind of putting himself in a really good place for next season craig oh man is he ever you
2: know i mean he's putting himself in that shop window for sure and you know, everybody's going to be looking at him and there'll be a lot of conversations about, you know, can he, can he do that? uh, If we, if we move him to the Premier League, for instance, a lot of players have not been able to make that switch. Um, And that's what somebody's going to, somebody will take a dabble on him for sure. And nothing is better than now or this coming summer to try to get somebody to dabble on him as well and get that massive move, but he's going to get it. He's fine where he's at. He's doing quite well. I'm obviously, his wages are still going to be very good, but they're only going to get better. We got like two, you know, those Alfonso Davies and even Laren. I mean, to, to a certain extent, but Alphonso Davies, Jimmy. I mean, those guys are. We're talking about Tier One A players. Like they really are at the top of their game, and that really can only bode well for our national team, Nations League, World Cups coming up, Gold Cups oh, coming I, up. I agree, and I think when you look at David, I,
1: I love, I love the way that he plays. He's He's such a clever striker and good strikers always find that half a yard in the box. And I think when you watch him closely and you watch him off the ball, he's always watching his defenders. He's looking for the space. You know, he's 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 so 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 smart in that 18-yard box. And you know, that that's just instinct. That's just a smart footballer. You know, we and we talk about, you know, those those footballers with good IQs and you know, that thought process. And there, there's a reason why he's banging in goals the way that he does. And he's a, he's a dream to play with if you're a wide player or you're an attacking midfielder because he's just always in the right space at the right time. And he makes you look good. He does make you look good when you get down that byline or you're that attacking midfielder looking to thread a little past his movements, his runs. So I, I think somebody will take a, take a, a bite at him. And, and I think he'll go to a big club. Um, because he is a prolific goal scorer he can score goals and it, and the french league's not an easy league it's a tough yeah. league you know you got some world class players that are playing in that league and and for him to score as many goals as as he has done uh it's it's remarkable and it's great to see you know that's what that's what we want we want to see our canadian players you know at the highest level you know the world stage you know performing and 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 playing to their 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 capabilities
2: which he is what do you think his price tag is right now? A lot. An, <laughs> awful,
1: lot. An awful lot. He's gonna go for, for good money. He he's he's not a fifteen, twenty million dollar striker, twenty million pound striker. Yeah, I think he's over that fifty, sixty. I think that's what he'd end up going for.
0: So here's do, the if, you, if he's that, that, if that's he's not what that, they're talking that, about, that's
1: what they'll be looking for. 100% they wow. will because it, it, if he was at that 15 20 right now, somebody would, would have already snapped him up. Mm. And then once you get to that 60, 70, then it's okay. Now we really got to zone in on this mm-hmm. guy and watch watch his traits, his habits, what's he like. But I, now that they're, they're seeing him continue to score goals and,
2: uh, and someone's it's a big one, a, though, isn't it, Jimmy? What's that?
1: When
2: you, when you look at the you know, the players in the past that have not been able to make that move, I mean, you can. You know, close to home in Canada, Josie Eltdor. You know, he was went. He was at Hall in the Premier League, didn't do particularly well, and the struggling side. We I went back to Hull, and then um, he goes at twelve million or whatever Sunderland, and then couldn't score again. So, these these are the things. Um, ben Hisslink, Meriam, and uh, Norwich sort of struggled a little yeah. bit. Uh, Skamaka, West Ham paid forty million for him because he. Had had a great season in Italy. He's not even getting a game. Yeah,
1: I, th- I think though, so, Craig, You know, big, I, and I know what you're saying about Altidore. Altidore. Big, uh, he, he, he struggled. He struggled. He struggled in England, big time, big, big, big time. But I think he relied more on on power and pace to to get in behind and bullied his way and and around the box. Where I think uh, I think David's more methodical the way that he plays more strategic with his movements and, and finding those little mm-hmm. those little areas. You know, when you watch his near post runs where he drops a shoulder and all of a sudden he's backpedaling far stick because he's he's waiting for that wide player to just lift it. And his runs where he plays off shoulders when he's looking to get in behind, I think his his game's a lot different than, than what Alpadori was. And I think when you're gonna play in the Premier League, especially now, you can't be one two dimensional. You've got to have an, an arsenal in your in your locker um that, that can unlock mm-hmm. defense defenses. And I think,
0: yeah, I think David sure. has it. They were, I was even looking were, at, uh, oh, sorry. I,
2: was sorry, Warren. Uh, I was even looking at Mullins, uh, who's a striker for Wrexham football club in the fourth tier. He was leading goal scorer last year. Uh, they were promoted. Who was it? Northampton or something? Anyway. When he's made that move from the fourth tier, the third tier, which he's done before, he's struggled. But whenever he stayed in the fourth or below, he is literally filling that net. He's found that sweet spot in the leagues that he really, really does well at. And good for him. Good for him. He's done really, really well. But yeah, certainly a, 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 a raise in quality for him uh, has not been able to make that jump.
0: They were, they, there was a rumor about John David Lipzig being really interested in him. And in my brain, and I, you know, I'm all new to this, but in my head, I'm like, is Leipzig a top tier Bundesliga team? And would they have the cash? It's the biggest thing to compete. That's what yeah. I'm they're,
2: own, they're they're owned by Red Bull. Oh, that's why. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah so they they got a they got a few bucks. Yeah, former East German city. Uh, we were there in 2005. 2005, I think, for the World Cup draw. Germany a mm. uh, beautiful city but at that time it was still way behind West Germany like it was this, this the architecture was there the building beautiful but they needed some work but now apparently it's one of the top 10 cities I've heard to visit in the world which which doesn't surprise me so anyway yeah Leipzig has gone a long way a lot of people in Germany don't really like that what they're doing um but at the end of the day they certainly need competition and uh Bayern Munich had just been running the show really for the last decade, well, for a long time.
0: Well, speaking of running the show, our parlay didn't get very far of running our show from our footy picks <laughs> when uh, our, our friend James Sharman favorite club, Liverpool, shits the bed against one of the teams in relegation. What is going on in the English Premier League? You know, What is it's going on in out of Liverpool.
2: It's amazing, isn't it? Because they have that performance again. Man United seven nil. Man United then play against Real Betis in the in the Euro, in Europa League, do really well, back to their very very best. But they have that blip, and then then Liverpool do that where they go in and their performance was really lackluster, and Salah had a penalty and missed that by two yards or so. And yeah, football is a crazy thing. So yeah. is gambling. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's why the bookies are loaded.
2: Yeah, that's oh, why they're all we're advertising stupid. Oh, yeah. we're
0: stupid.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I think with uh with Liverpool as well. And Craig, you know what it's like sometimes when you get a big, big win over a rival and that the training during the week all of a sudden is everybody comes in with a spring in their step and training's a little bit light, isn't it? You're looking at the table going, Oh, we got bournemouth next. or we're gonna go pump them, not a problem. And you kind of tend to take the foot off the pedal just a little bit, and obviously they've gone to Bournemouth. And, mm. You know, they they probably forgot that they're in a rele- relegation battle and they need those three points more than anybody. And they they came out flying. They really did, and they put in a good performance. And uh,
2: and I mean, Bournemouth got beat seven nil, and that's that was the end of Parker. Scott Parker got fired after that. That's right. So they That's come right. back with a win. Interesting, you know, when well, we got beat, pumped 9 0 by Man United, we actually beat United at home that year. If we had done that to every team, we would have stayed up. <laughs> yeah. But
1: then then it's the other way around, too, where United got pumped. And, and you know what it's like when you get beat and you get beat bad by the rival, the, next, the that next week, you're dreading it. You're going, oh my God. You know, you're going in there. It's like a morgue. It's quiet, nobody's saying much. You get on the training pitch, you know, you're working your ass off that week. The staff is all pissed off. The players are pissed, and
2: yeah,
1: and the only way to kind of settle it down and get get the the, the atmosphere back into that dressing room is is to go out and get a good result, which Man United did.
2: And then Manchester United, uh, you know, going on to today or this weekend rather, um, Casemiro gets sent off. It was a mm-hmm. big factor in the game, obviously. A uh, really entertaining nil-nil game. Lots of chances from either side. Good point in the end. Southampton, but for Manchester United, not a great result, as well as Casemiro is going to be missing for four games now because he's already – that's his second red card this season for Manchester United. So that's going to be four-game suspension. How are they going to cope with that? Uh, as well, it's interesting, he in seven years, he never got a straight red card at Real Madrid. Yeah.
1: But, wow. You know, after, after the results over this weekend as well, it's uh, – that relegation battle now is oh, getting even man. better. Obviously, with Bournemouth winning, Everton wins, Leeds draw, so they pick up points. Southampton fourth, draw, fourth, West Ham lose, so they they start falling back into it now. Southampton pick up a point, right? Villa and and, and West Ham both picking up points, so it's getting even tighter now down there.
2: I watched oh, that you're, Villa West yeah. Ham game, obviously. Um, West Ham worry me now because they got lots of possess or well, not so much possessed got out possessed but a lot of chances a lot of opportunities and they just can't seem to score and i'm just wondering where those goals are going to come from they needed a guy like skamaka <laughs> hmm. <laughs> but unfortunately they obviously see something in him that nobody else does because they're not playing them and as far as paqueta goes west ham have the worst brazilian in the premier league Guarantee. that's a hot take <laughs> He's fucking, honestly, he does nothing. He's got no pace, so he slows them down on their counterattacks. Suchel, such uh, what's such Uh As well, slow, not great. No. Have
1: you no, gone they're, through? They're, it? they're right, in trouble. Right. But when you when you look at it too, though, when you look at that table. So from 12th place, Crystal Palace. Uh-huh. He's sitting on 27 points the bottom of the table southampton on 22 there's five points difference from 20th to 12th it's incredible i'm telling you it's going to come down to the wire gold but that's, that's is brilliant and then mm-hmm. when you look at the top of the table everybody's still fighting for those those last few spots so. no
0: it's exciting it's fun well yeah, I, yeah. I have to tell you this relegation is something i've never you know never thought of as a as something being brought up on North American sports, and every time I think about it, it is sensational, like it's yeah. so cool that you could lose go from hey, I'm a prof in the top league playing it against the top players the next year you're you're going, hey, my career, my career and my team are in the dumpster,
2: yeah, well, and the fact that they you're looking at a couple hundred million in t v money just disappears. You know, you have a parachute payment. Uh, if you get relegated the first year you're up, you don't get the full three years parachute payment. But if you can stay up that first year, like Brentford did and crack on a little bit, you get yourself put in a pretty decent position. Mm-hmm. Then you end up with those yo-yo clubs down, you know, like the Norches, yeah. West Palmwich, you know, those yep. teams who they don't overspend. They, they don't even have the cash and they're not owned by a oil state or anything like that. So they do a good job, but it's important for them to keep, Getting back up to the Premier League in the first two years because that money then dwindles, and then after three years you then get nothing. So those teams you see them look at Burnley this year, flying yeah. at the top because they they basically outmuscle financially at least for the this year and next year, um, quite yeah. a bit.
1: They they really do. They got two years to to get back in, and they'll they'll invest. They'll put money in. They'll try to get the right players that can get them out, out of that league. Um, but if you don't, after that third, fourth year, then that's when you're really struggling because you've got to clear that wage bill and you've got to move on an awful lot of players, and then you just tend to really kind of get mediocre
2: players. and Well and then a good example of that a would be Wigan Athletic? Uh, uh, Sunderland, Sunderland. Football. What about Club? your your, your team?
0: And, Craig, What about Ipswich? Oh, fuck,
2: I wasn't going to mention them. but seriously that's what happened to them correct oh yeah well they they yeah they overspent well it was interesting because they finish in the premier league and fifth in the premier league get into europe and to be fair to the ownership they're like let's tie these guys down on long-term contracts they're going to at least stay in the premier league so they do and there's no reduction in wages when you get uh, relegated. Nobody's going to agree to that in your contract, so you, you, that's never really in place. So what ends up happening? They get relegated the next year, and they got these massive wages. Like, oh. really good yeah. So,
0: so they were a little too confident, maybe locking up those players. Oh, and totally. Those salaries. Mm. Yeah,
2: and I don't, I don't blame them because they did. They looked really, really good they were out of the gates, fifth in the Premier League the first year up after, after promotion, but then they went into liquidation, and it all went sideways. They owned, they owed. George Burley, you know uh, him as well, Jimmy, from uh, Southampton. So, former manager. So, yeah, they owed him. I think he only got like 10 pence on the pound in the end of what they owed him. So, yeah, it's going to be devastating to a club. And they managed to get out of it. And the ownership at Ipswich right now is an American group of Las Vegas. Very, very good. Very good. They have a really good feel for the community and that connection to the community, unlike the last uh, ownership that had zero connection to them. So, they're Yeah, well-supported. A couple thousand went all up to Bolton on the weekend. And, yeah, they're, they're closing in on Plymouth Argyle in second place
0: in League One for automatic wow. promotion. <laughs> Someone's doing their homework. Well, the other thing, this reminds me, it's uh, Academy Award night, I think, tonight. And uh, that reminds me of a line from the movie Training Day when uh, Denzel Washington is talking to Ethan Hawke, and he says, this is chess. This ain't checkers. And he threw a few. But it is chess, eh? For those teams that are like that's what's so great about the relegation. It is chess about hey who do we sign? We have to be flexible. We have to be dynamic. All those things. It's a wonderful system. Like I, I love it now. Yeah. No,
1: it's great because every game means something. Yeah, you know, you you look at right now. Okay, with the the bottom of the Premier League, you got twelve games left, and every single game means something now. Towards the end of the season for for survival, if that's major league soccer and there's 12-15 games left and you're not getting playoffs you're playing for nothing
0: Mm.
1: you're playing for nothing and that's why you know relegation and promotion is is absolutely brilliant because it just tends to go towards the end of the season and that's why it's so dramatic and everybody tunes in those last few games just to find
2: out what's happening and i don't think it'll ever happen here jimmy just because well, it will never happen here because the, <laughs> the, no, these owners won't. that are spending what three hundred fifty million now on a franchise, they're never going to sign up for something that you know an, uh, an, a league below uh, Danny Dickey's team. For instance, gets promoted into their spot, and they've got that yeah. risk of losing that money. It's uh, they'll never let that happen. Yeah, and
0: and Ditch's corner, team and Ditch's team made the uh, like the FA Cup. That's right. They made the parallel, US Open. right. Yeah, US Open Cup
2: for, uh, yeah. yeah, against Orlando. Orlando ended up winning that, but they took out LA Galaxy, Kansas City. Incredible. With somebody else. Yeah, really good run. Yeah, very unusual yeah. to see that. And they got a good setup there, good fan base as well. Oh, fantastic in Sacramento.
1: And Deitch is loving it. I mean, I mean, yeah. From yeah. day one when Deech came came to Toronto, I remember sitting with him in the dress room, just banter and having conversation. And he was like, one day he goes, "I need to live in that California. That California is beautiful." <laughs> sure enough, <laughs> he got his dream. He's out in California, living uh, the uh, life now. Although he's
0: welcome. wet right now, they've got one of those atmospheric atmospheric rivers out in Sacramento and in, in that area. So we're hope, hoping he's all set. Yeah, lots of flooding and all that kind of stuff right now. And Sacramento was oh, taken.
2: That big black cloud will be right over Deech's house. Oh yeah. oh yeah,
0: Him and him and Sharms. Those are the two darkest guys we know. Yeah. <laughs> um there was a there was a match there was two matches that stood out on saturday for me and one was tottenham against jimmy's old team forest and brought that up (laughs) well it needed to be but my god this tottenham team reminds me like going back to what's happening they looked spectacular richarlson son kane all of them were just they looked great. They look like a contender. Uh, Forrest, you know, Brendan Johnson had a couple of good. Sh- he's still probably the player who's, you know, I know Craig. You said you weren't sure about him as he came up, but he's mm-hmm. one of those guys that you know you were talking about. Strikers getting pulled over for large. He, this guy's got a. This guy's got a career ahead of him too. Yeah. But what's going on with like Forrest and Tottenham? That that's a crazy. Yeah. That was a crazy match. No, for Forest, I mean,
1: at home they're they're remarkable just on the road they they struggle a little bit you know they they struggled a little bit finding their way going forward they had a couple of opportunities they got a penalty towards the end there and andrea you missed uh, it was a terrible penalty terrible penalty but you know there was there was yeah. <laughs> but there was there was glimpses of what you could see what forest do best, right they're they're quite dynamic when they, when they start going forward and they can open up defenses but I think they, they it was almost like they paid a little bit too much respect to to Spurs you know and they tended to drop off a little bit and and you know at times when fours were in a little bit of possession and moving the ball around you know they they did open up and and that's where you can't against a, a, a team like tottenham you know when sun gets going results and Kane you know they're so quick and dynamic going forward and and again you know a couple of times they they lose kane in the box and that's that's the last person in the Premier League that you can leave alone in the box. Maybe Holland as well, but but Kane, you you can't leave him leave him alone. And uh, I thought Richarlison was just brilliant as well. You know, just setting up setting up Sun and his creativity. It was uh, it was just too much for Force on the day.
0: The problem Craig, is, did, you see, did you watch it, that with Spurs?
2: Is that. They end up shitting the bed when when the big times moments happen. That FA Cup loss recently it was a great opportunity. They would have been drawing against Blackburn, I believe. So they they blow that. They haven't won anything for ages. They just seem to really disappoint just when they when they start looking good. Richarlison interesting enough, Jimmy. I know that I'm not big for guys to come out and start talk about whether playing or starting or not. But there's also a side of it that I think Conte thought this guy's got some. He's got some nuts, and he's got some balls to be able to come in and be so talk about that. So he, when he uh, left the field today with Charles, and you can see the two of them, they're they they got some respect for each other, and so uh, somebody that's that hungry to play uh, and do well, you can never argue with that. It's not shying away from an opportunity to play. So no, yeah, good for Spurs.
1: You're right. you're right, and I think you know with Richardson as well. I think people weren't uh they weren't too sure how the the fans were going to react to him as well and when he did score and even when he did come off in the match everybody applauded him because they knew he he gave everything that match. Yeah. He left everything out on the pitch, you know, so he he I thought he he had a great game and it was good to see um him and Conti the way they were together and and obviously the the Spans, uh, the fans giving him his uh his dues when he when they clapped him off.
2: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. West um, Ham and Nottingham Forest yeah. teams like that—they're—they're going to rely on their home field, home field because they don't pick up points away from home. I know. Well, that's Ham what I was going to ask points.
0: you, Craig. When I back in the day, I'd used to look at the hockey standings to see who was going to make. You know what? What games were ahead? How does West Ham look with the games ahead of them? Have you gone? I, have you got, I have gone through that? <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm glad you're not a 7-year-old fanboy fi- like I used to be. <laughs>
2: well, I know Ipswich has got Barnsley in a cut not next game but the game after and that's a
0: big match. Well, there we go. So Ipswich Town. Yeah, but uh, uh, Spurs you. Spurs are in a good
1: spot as well. They've they've got South they South are. They've got Everton. Yeah. Everton next. you expect them to pick up points. They'll have a tough, tough match against Brighton, then they've got Bournemouth right after that. So they've got a good good little run there where you expect them to pick up a few points.
0: Um Brighton and Leeds drew Everton, Sean Deitch's team, uh, one nil against Brentford. Yeah, that's a that's nice, That's interesting. The
1: Leeds Brighton game was was a good match as well. Oh like, yeah. Le- Leeds goals were were dynamite. Bamford oh. hit an absolute rocket oh. about 35 yards out. Mm-hmm. And then Harrison in, in the 78th minute off a off a corner comes in, receives it, drops a shoulder, comes inside and wraps it. Far post and what a finish the two lead goals were.
2: Yeah, and they were unlucky as well because you know
1: Ariza scores an own goal as well in the sixty-first minute.
2: Yeah, and Brighton are a good side because I actually fancied them to to get something there at least push them. So
1: yeah, good result for Leeds and and a big one for Everton that's for sure.
2: sure. I mean, mind you, they scored they
1: scored early goals. Sometimes it's horrible when you score in that first first minute, first five minutes in a match. Because a lot of teams just tend to defend then, you know, the the opposition. They've got nothing to lose now. They've got to come at you. So the game does tend to open up. But Everton, they did well holding on, picking up Um, three points at home.
0: Erlin Holland scored again uh, for City against Crystal Palace, we saw. Number 28? 28. 28. But the one that I wanted to bring up last for the Saturday games was Chelsea and Leicester City. That's for Starkey and uh, Kerry Ryan. Yeah. Chelsea is what uh, they've been reborn. What's going on here?
1: Is it a turnaround? I mean, yes. yeah, started he and
0: and carry. Yeah, they'll be like,
1: here we go, we're coming now. Yeah, <laughs> <We're going laughs> <to Champions>
0: League. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, they're. I mean, they're they're looking like a whole <laughs> new a whole new squad. No, they've looked better, but
2: less a bit of a. Well, they're. A struggling side for sure i feel for brendan Rodgers there because mm-hmm. financially they're posting pretty big losses um they're in a financial mess their owners lost money and he's not in a good place so they're out spending money they're going to end up selling at the end of the season if they manage to stay up as well so um there that's them but just the same yeah chelsea uh i saw a little clip just sort of threw through it but uh, overall yeah they, they looked it's a decent result for them good result yeah,
1: and they got they have Everton and Villa next as well. I think both both at home. Chelsea,
2: mm-hmm. West Ham. You're asking about them. They do have. Uh, oh, I had it here. <laughs> uh, um, they got Southampton at home coming up pretty shortly. They got Newcastle, Fulham, Arsenal, Bournemouth. Ooh, not a bad run there. But now we got not- some.
1: I think what we're seeing as well in the Premier League, there is no easy games, is there? No. <laughs> there is no. no easy games. On paper, you're looking going, ah, they're at the bottom. You'll be all right.
0: No. know um, that way. Depends United and Southampton, right? They they drew today. Yep. Um and I saw the highlights of that, and it was looked like a really kind of lackluster performance on from both yeah. of them, you know.
2: <laughs> It was actually a really good nil-nil game. There's lots of chances, actually. Um, Yeah,
0: but the highlights didn't show that, so there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: yeah. And Casemiro getting sent off.
0: Yeah, that was maybe the highlight was his red card.
1: Yeah, I think it was the way that he came on the angle as well. And, you know, he's gone in. He didn't go in straight-legged you know, the studs were up, but he was just a little bit high where he's actually hit the top of the ball and he's rolled over, over top of the ball and, and caught his leg. But, you know, I, I, I could see where they're coming from thinking, yeah, it's a red card, but you know, it's, I think it's a little bit different. And Craig, you know, this too, when a, when a player goes in straight leg studs up, you know, they're, they're looking to to do a little bit of damage, but the way that he came in on the slide, it was more like the the blind side and, Leg was a little bit bent, but he was just unfortunate the way he caught the ball and rolled over it and I think that's why when he did get sent off, you know his players and awful and even even the Southampton players came over and gave him a little pat in the back because they probably thought you looked know, it wasn't malicious, you didn't mean to do anything yeah you just you caught him a little bit, but
2: yeah, interesting that the referee actually gave a a yellow card first, then went over to var and upgraded it to a red um I can see why. I mean, there's always going to be other examples where people are going to say, oh, they didn't get a red for this. This was worse than this. this was a... You're always going to get that. But yeah. whenever you go like that and you're hitting the top of the ball, you're getting contact, but you're going over top of it, you're asking yeah. for trouble. Just That's just the way
0: it is. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Going to the VAR question, though, is it a VAR referee who's saying, hey, we want to look at this again? Or is it the referee on the field who's saying can you look at this for me i don't know the it would be the uh process. it would be
2: the the VAR referee whoever that was up in the booth saying that you should probably have a look at that mm. um because he's a, i gave it yellow so he's obviously like well, i think it might be a red you need to look at it so once they go to the monitor very rarely they'll they'll turn that down i mean the guy at spurs did a couple of weeks ago when he gave a red and then rescinded it after That's looking right. at it so yeah.
0: But uh, you were saying earlier, Craig, on before we started our, our broadcast, that this was fair deal back in the day. Like, that was a yellow, basically, that's it? Oh, yeah. It wouldn't it be a yellow. Are you kidding? <laughs> really? No. Did he touched the a... ball? Did no. Did he touch the ball? He,
2: no. You, you, you can look at some of those challenges. Like, Graham Soonis has got a great – if you look on YouTube, Graham Soonis tackle, like, video, amazing. Um Vinnie Jones tackle on McMahon in the FA cup final on the first, just off kickoff. He just like it's it's an absolute body breaking tackle. It's so such a straight red, like it like might be even 10 game suspension. And they didn't even get booked. Yeah. But that that was that was the way that you tackled
1: in England. Was you'd go studs up, but as long as you weren't over the ball and you got down low and your studs were up and you went in 50-50 and They wouldn't say a word. And I remember coming back to MLS and I think it was like 2007. And I took a couple of bookings because I was sliding the way that I did in England. Whereas I was going in studs up Mm. and they were like, well, you can't go. And I was like, but I got the ball and I didn't go over top of the ball. And I was down low. I was on the ground. What's the problem? They're like, you can't show your studs. So it took me a while to adjust to that because I didn't. It's
2: pretty hard to slide without showing your studs. Your feet just don't. Well, exactly. You know, you're going to be showing studs to a certain extent, but you used to see the ball go in there. Sometimes in the fullback, you Jimmy would line them up, and you'd just be like, "Oh, I'm going to get to it first, a split second before you're going to take the ball, and you're just going to clean the man out afterwards." And that's all. That was all completely fair. Just that was yeah. just you just knew somebody was going to go flying, and it was knew that because you'd get the ball first, that's and that's why everybody that. used to get up and go like that. I got the
1: ball. I got the ball. <laughs> So if you took the ball and took the man, and then what you would do is when you really wanted to get into somebody where you go studs first, get the ball first, follow through, but then your trailing leg would smash him. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely smash. That's when they would go flying.
0: Where, where does that stand with international play? Because with the guys doing all their acting and drama and Neymaring. calling like- cap, you crazy? ever studs up or could you do anything
1: tackles not even in their rule book you can there's no yeah. chance of good
2: yeah see the thing is longer now is the players know that it's you can you can the reason why they do roll around is because they can look, make it look to the referee even though it's a fair challenge looks like a fair challenge overuse of force is being used and that's why they oh he's hurt me even though he's won the ball Right, And and they get that call a lot. So, yeah, just getting the ball doesn't mean anything.
0: No. Well, March 28th against Honduras, we're going to probably see a few of those, right? Of that embellishment, as they call it. Oh, for oh, sure. What?
2: Honduras, they're, they're beauties. They'll those be rolling guys, around. Those guys really know
0: how to roll around. Oh, boy. Um, You've got to be smart. You've got to be smart with them. Yeah? Because
2: just doing something silly, like remember Pesca Salido, just flick it. He was in the corner right by the corner flag, and the two of them were arguing. He's playing against El Salvador. And Pesci grabbed the corner flag, and he bonked him in the nose with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> not, not particularly hard either, but it doesn't matter. He hit the deck, and it was like he'd just been snipered. And Pesci's like, look at this clown. Next thing you know, a red card. and That's right. Uh, that's yeah. hilarious.
1: That guy went down like he got hit by Tyson
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it's a good one. I like that pesci has got has got some moves, doesn't he? He did have some moves that way,
2: oh yeah, and in England you'd do that, and the guy would just like go oh that's that's pretty good banter, <laughs> maybe slap you back, you know what I mean like yeah, or wait for that opportunity to you know to leave one on you, but not that, not get you sent off. It's nothing we used to play with in England is ever like that,
0: never. Last two matches, Arsenal, three, Fulham, zero, nil. Yeah. And uh, they look like maybe Team of Destiny. Maybe they're going to do it. Well, they got
2: 11 games left, five points up. They're going toe-to-toe with Man City. Absolutely brilliant. It really is. Fulham... Disappointing. I got thought uh, they couldn't defend a cross. I know Amy was texting going, they can't defend crosses. And I was watching the West Ham game. So I went back and was watching the goals in the first half. And holy shit, was she right? They could not defend anything into the box. They yeah. were terrible. The gaffer yeah. was fuming at halftime. You could see him. Anyway. Now, they, what is
0: that? Is that a discipline thing, Jimmy? Like, I don't, I tell me, is that a bad, is that the gaffer who's, hasn't drilled this into these no, guys fans, when effort. you can't do-
1: it's, just, it's just the players it's like a, a mental lapse where your back line's not in sync and it happens sometimes mm. right It happens sometimes where you know normally you, when you when you're defending and and you're cohesive and you're all on the same page you you know you you're back four nice and solid or you're back five you know either're mm. organized they're all along a line and you know if that ball goes over my head I know the next guy's got it and he's coming to clear it where you know, sometimes you just get in those games where everybody's off, and it's not a straight line. It's you know, it's a jagged, jagged back four or, or back five, and you know, they were, one of they were
0: all a
2: little, little bit together. different. The goals. The, the first yeah. one was a corner whipped in, and Arsenal were clever because they didn't foul the goalkeeper, but he certainly blocked the goalkeeper and something that he should have come for that was about three or four yards out. So then that's in the net, and then the second one was a ball to the back post, and the defenders kind of individually. Jimmy I don't know what he's doing he just didn't do well he didn't do anything to be honest with you he didn't jump into the player he didn't challenge for it, and it just seemed like a simple header into the net yeah. so yeah yeah just uh, just an off day because generally I mean Fulham have actually done pretty well defensively
1: yeah. and sometimes as well like you your job as a fullback, and they tell you all the time stop the crosses stop the crosses get out tight close down and you can see the the fullbacks just weren't getting tight enough, or their angles when they were closing down weren't good enough, and they were getting yeah. holes wrapped around
2: them. And that drives me fucking crazy when fullbacks didn't want to Jimmy when you didn't want to cross fucking get your block the cross man. Yeah, but there's a lot of fullbacks don't care. They 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 seem to just yeah whip it in, and defenders will defend it, and they they will for the most part. But so like- you
1: can only defend so much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Newcastle last one. Newcastle two. Wolves one. Um geez, Newcastle is putting them, they're fighting for that fifth, aren't they? You know, Newcastle, that was a that was
2: a tough game. And Wolves look pretty decent. They could mm-hmm. they can hold their heads up and think, well, we that puts them in a pretty good stead. They they can't score goals or bit struggling with that, but I think that's gonna come good at some point for them. Raul has got to start hitting net the net sooner rather than later, but he hasn't been the same as his skull injury. Um, but not a bad performance. Could have named it And then uh, um, Alomar? No, not
1: Alomar. Yeah, Alomar yeah.
2: Alomar on. that's right. Yeah, Alomar
1: And he did, he did well there, by the way, because you know what? When, when Wolves scored in the 70th, you're thinking, oh my God, we're in trouble here. And to score nine minutes
2: later, it's a big, huge relief. He just come off the bench too, so that's right. Yeah, that's what he was offering earlier in the season. He's so a good interesting. Player. He's fun uh, to watch. He is fun to watch, but how, how, how? <laughs> the coach does a really good job with uh, with that squad of players, and yeah. yeah, good, good
0: for them. Well, fellas, something sad to talk about. The performance of uh the Canadian teams at the MLS so far. Oh, boy. Three points out of a possible 27. Uh, our leading team is the Toronto Football Club with uh two points. Uh Vancouver White Caps, Craig's hometown team, one point. And Montreal, Club De Amy, is uh oh 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 and oh and haven't scored. I could think there's their whole line would be. A bunch of zeros. It's like you're ordering pizza in Montreal.
2: (laughs) Yeah, a big round of applause for the fans of Toronto for going out in the coldest part of the day, though. Got to say, it was beautiful in the afternoon, but just hovering around one degree, sunny. But no, no, they're going to have a game in the evening when it's minus freaking six.
1: (laughs) I don't understand that. Why Why wouldn't you have a little early afternoon kickoff Cause you know what it's like too. When it's down there at nighttime, it it's gets cold, bitter, yeah. But I, I you got to give credit to the fans. They all they came out in numbers. You know, and it was a good start for TFC as well. They looked good, promising. Curse scores in the twenty-fifth minute, and you think, okay, here we go. The momentum's going forward now. But you know, the, the second half it was a different game, and they let Columbus back in. I didn't mean to. At home, you know, it's I mean, really lucky you got your your first three games, you expect TFC, the squad that they have to be it's picking up more points than what they have. And then especially at home, home opener, yeah. good crowd, you you would expect them to get three points in that match.
2: Yeah. Disappointing, but it's early.
1: Yeah. And then I watched I watched Montreal as yeah. well. You know, I think at times it looked they looked okay but they just ran out of ideas and that final pass and that creative creativity in and around the box let them down big time it's like they they've run out of ideas run out of ideas in that final third and it wasn't good enough not dynamic enough they you know a lot of times when you looked Everybody was just standing. They want ball to feet. Sometimes you have to make that unselfish run to to shift defenders and move them and create space and, yeah. and opportunities for other players. But they didn't do that unselfish running for me in that final third. and They didn't work hard enough to to break those lines and get in behind.
2: Became well, pretty static and yeah, pretty predictable. They did. They did. First half was uh, – I didn't see the first half. Apparently they played – Fairly well in the first
0: half. Yeah, they Amy did. Amy reported that. Yeah, he's, she said. I'm going to quote her. Um, she basically said, "Didn't play, did nothing in the ha- did nothing in half spaces, and was usually bypassed mm-hmm. for the balls." So mm-hmm. she's she was a little yeah. uh, she was on English radio last night for TF. Uh, yeah, for we, Montreal. we
1: we were texting during the game as well, and she's writing what she's saying. You know, that even those balls that you know, okay, the midfield does get passed. And it goes into the striker, you're expecting your midfielder to get up there and support. And they just were not supporting when that ball got in. It was like they 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 were waiting for things to happen. And if the ball did go into the striker, by the time they turned and looked, you know, they were they were reacting after the fact rather than reading the play, thinking, okay, that ball is is going, is going into that striker. Now I've got to go play and I've got to support him now and link up. And they just they were not doing it
0: where's the are these guys heavy-legged still are they all in shape right now is this like everyone's in shape third third game of the season a month and a half out since training camp started are these guys all in prime form at this point jimmy craig yeah you're feeling pretty good at this stage yeah if you're yeah yeah i'm sure you are no knock i mean unless you're knocked up but otherwise you're you're feeling good and Well, you should be. you just had
1: six to eight weeks of preseason. You should be ready to go. Your fitness level should be there. Unless you did something wrong in that preseason. Which people probably are looking, thinking, well, if they haven't picked up any points and they're not performing, not scoring goals, and something's not right.
0: Well, and that's Montreal with zero points. Uh, The Whitecaps have one, though. So there you go, Craig. One point. (laughs) OG. Oh, gee, Whitecaps fan. Good header, by the way. I didn't see it. Tell
2: me about it. Uh, Free kick, back post, bunch of players attacking it.
0: Dallas, header, (laughs) unstoppable. So rank them right now. Is the points, where these guys, as far as the Canadian teams, TFC, the points tell tell the story. Montreal is the worst team right now for our MLS squads. It's pretty difficult to say
2: at this stage. I think with you know what's happened at Montreal at the end of last season and mm. some of the players and movements and whatnot. So, you know, and Toronto SC with their poor performances near the end of the season, but some really bad goalkeeping as well. So, so they're still a, kind of an unknown. But obviously, with the quality that they have, you can expect them to crack on. For Vancouver, I'm not too sure about them. I'm not too sure yeah. if they can if they have it in them to be able to put a run of wins together, but we'll see.
1: I think when you look at Vancouver as well, you know, the first two games, all the goals came in like the 60th, 70th minute, right? Four goals. And then in this match, you think, okay, they've tied it. <laughs> they, they fixed that second half. And, and all of a sudden they can sort, they concede in the first five minutes of the match, which means they didn't, <laughs> they didn't come out ready to go. You know, mm-hmm. conceding that early, and then obviously, you know, the the goal that you do score is an o- an own goal. So it shows you you're not uh, you're not taking your chances when they come.
0: The uh, TFC has given up. I think their both their draws have been late sc- late goals by the opposing teams, and their big loss was a penalty. I think mean, it was penalty time, right? Or uh, extra time? Oh, sorry, time so added. Yeah. So what's going on mm-hmm. with that? What's going on with that defensively back there, Jimmy?
1: That's a good question. It's a good question. I think, you know, even, I mean, that the D.C. game where they were. Yeah. well they were down 1-0. They came back. Mm-hmm. Bernadeschi scores in the 66th minute and a penalty. And then the K scores in the 83rd. You just got to see the game out now. See the game out in 10 minutes. Just grind it, you know. Be cohesive, make your changes, do do what you have to do to see the game out, but then to concede two goals in the 90th minute, and you end up losing the match, which is a killer. Um, and then with going to Atlanta as well, you score first.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, he scored a great goal. Bernadeschi, again, fantastic finish where he comes inside, and Larea's making a great run on the outside to to draw the defender and put him on his back feet. And then he scores, but then again, you, you concede. You know what was it? Eight minutes later, you know, and then and Atlanta's a good side. You can't take anything away from them. And yeah, sure, you pick up a point on the row, but then you play Columbus at home, and this is a game that you you want to win. Um, and again, look, Kerr scores. You're up one nil again, and all of a sudden now you can see again in the 75th minute. So. I think defensively, they they just have to be a little bit more dif- disciplined and and not as open. Where I think it opened up a little bit towards the the end of that match. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Look, Lareo missed a chance as well, where he, he could have got something out of the game. But uh, yeah, look, there, there's no doubt in that dress room. The players and and the coaches staff will be disappointed with the with the result against Columbus because I'm sure they they felt they should have got something from that match.
2: That was kind of uh, like we were talking yeah. about near the end of the last season. Same sort of thing, though. Really. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Well, Atlanta is at the top of the table in the MLS.
2: Yeah,
1: they're uh, good. I watched I watched them the other day against uh, yeah. Charlotte.
2: They They good look very, very good. Good club, well supported for an Atlanta franchise. They don't. Atlanta doesn't generally support. Sports franchises well historically. Basketball, yeah. even NFL. And yeah. this uh, MLS team is averaging more than the uh, Falcons, I believe. So incredible.
0: It really is. Well, we're gonna leave you with this, guys. We've covered EPL, MLS, John David, but we have to make our picks on the biggest biggest award show of the year, the Academy Awards. So this i we're not even gonna make a pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask what what movie is up? There's 10, I think, 10 movies you can choose from. One, two, three, four, five, six, ten 10 movies for best picture. Uh, I'm going to give you both $5 if you could name one of these movies that Top is for best picture. Hey, you got five bucks, Craig. Okay, you can't choose Top Gun, Jimmy. One of the other nine.
2: Uh, he's, trying, he's trying to pull it up on his computer without us knowing. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber
1: 3. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. Uh, I haven't uh, watched a movie in a long time. Well, that's, that was funny.
0: Movie. Craig, I know, saw Top Gun twice in theater. Give us a list, of ten. I'll, a I'll ten. give you the list and see which ones you've watched. Tell me if you've watched it. Top Gun, no. we have all watched it? That'll be the only one. Okay, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. That one's on Prime right now. No. Triangle of Sadness, I've no. never heard of it. All Quiet on the Western Front is on Netflix right now. Elvis is on Crave, if I remember. I haven't watched it. No. Anybody watch it?
2: No. No.
0: Women Talking, that's the Canadian with Sarah Pauly directing. Anyone watch it? No. Okay. Banshees of Inna Sharon, I just watched yesterday. Um, and that's on Disney. And it's with... Uh, God, I love these guys. Um What's his name and what's his name? The, Which one have you liked the, that is actually worth watching? Because just because they're out doesn't oh mean. Oh God! They're, they're yeah,
1: I, is, I is below deck on there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No, it's not. But Avatar is the Fablemans and Tar. Those are the other ones. And I've only. I, did anyone not go see Avatar? That seemed no. like a, a movie that maybe Craig could have been. I saw the you know. first one. Did you, with the 3D glasses? You both put it on. yeah Yeah. it's supposed to be a good movie so i think uh, jimmy got 10 uh 10 movies to watch that no one has ever seen on this show
1: there's no chance i'm watching them
2: (laughs) (laughs) as you can tell jimmy's a movie buff
0: as you can tell uh thanks everybody for sticking around for an hour of us three chatting um Once again, Sharns is away. JC is going to do the edit tonight. Amy will be be back this week. Uh, Jimmy, why don't you take us out, pal?
1: Thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show. To find
2: newspapers. Follow us on Twitter at footy
0: underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. (laughs) <laughs> Terrible.
2: Oh whatever. What do you want me to say? sharma has like got that. a big you think Sharmer's got a big like big fat big joint going on down there. It'd be like a
0: lobster in two days. Oh. Or you get really swarthy. He says he tans well. Do you think he has a speedo?
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel
1: style with quins.